Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Simplified Speech, the Culips series where we have natural conversations that are fun, entertaining. At least I hope they're fun and entertaining. But most importantly, they are easy to understand and helpful for building your English language skills. Today, I am joined by my trusty co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. How's it going? Hey, Andrew. Doing well. It's been a little while since we've had an opportunity to talk, Cassie, because I have been globetrotting. I have been to Australia and Singapore, but finally, I'm back here. In Korea, my home base, and we were able to sync up our schedules and record. So I think what we're going to do for this episode is one of our famous catch up episodes because I haven't seen you for a while. I'm sure you have got a lot of new things going on in your life, and I can't wait to hear some updates from you. Yeah, sounds great. I don't remember our last catch up episode, but、uh, I'm sure we have lots to talk about since the last one. I mentioned this last time that we did a catch up episode that I'm not sure what number we are in our series now because we've done this several times, right? Where we just hang out and we chat and we catch each other up on what's going on in our lives. We've done this many times. We're probably at like number eight or nine or 10, I would guess. I think around eight, probably. Yeah. But what I want to do is outsource this to our audience because I know we have a lot of. Huge fans, huge Culips fans who probably know the answer. So, if you know the answer, if you're out there listening and you're screaming at your phone right now or your computer, whatever device you're listening to us from, if you're screaming at your device saying it's number nine, it's number 10, well, then please drop us a message and let us know. And then maybe Cassie from the next time going forward, we can give the correct number of what. Position we are in our series here. So if you know the answer, let us know. But for now, I think we should get started with our episode. And of course, we want to start every episode with some announcements. The first announcement that I want to make is about the study guide and the interactive transcript that accompanies this episode. Guys, this is the best way to learn and to improve your English communication skills with Culips is by studying along with our study guide. Inside the guide, you will find The interactive transcript, but there's also a quiz. There are detailed vocabulary explanations of the key vocabulary that you'll hear Cassie and I use today. There are examples that will help you learn how to use that vocabulary in a natural way in your own English speaking. There are prompts that you can use for speaking and writing practice, and much, much more. Now, to get the study guide, you do need to become a Culips member. You can sign up on our website, culips.com. And once you're a member, we will also give you lots of other great things. There are lots of benefits to becoming a member. You'll get invitations to our monthly live streams. You'll get access to our member only fluency files series. You'll get access to our member only channel on our Discord. So, there are many, many reasons why you should sign up and become a Culips member today. And most importantly, maybe you'll also help the work that we do here at Culips by becoming a member, which allows us to keep making English lessons for you each and every week. 
We also have our Qloops Discord server. And like I said, for members, there's a member-only channel, but there are also many, many channels on our Discord server that are open to everyone. It's the place where our Qloops community connects and practices their English communication, speaking, writing. You can also practice your reading and all of your English communication skills essentially on our Discord server. So if you haven't joined our Discord server yet, please come and join in on the fun. We are waiting for you there and you can sign up and join the server for free just by following the link that we'll put in the description for this episode. And Cassie, you have a shout out that you're going to give to one of our listeners from Iran, but is now listening and living in the UK. And yeah, I'll throw it over to you, Cassie. Could you please let us know what Zara had to say? Sure. Zara left a great review. She said, Hi, my name is Zara and I'm a podcast person. I love that phrase. I listen to at least two podcasts every day to improve my English. Recently, I listened to your episodes at a faster rate to familiarize myself with faster speakers. I was born in Iran, but I have been living in the UK now. Thank you so much for every episode. And Zara, thank you for the great review. Yeah, thank you for that awesome review, Zara. And Cassie, you mentioned that that was a great expression. I'm a podcast person. Mm-hmm. What does that mean if you're a podcast person? If you're a something person, it just means you're an enthusiast of that thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll even hear people say, I'm a dog person or I'm a cat person. And it doesn't mean that you're some like weird half cat, half human <laughs> mutant, right? It just means that you love cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cassie, I'm wondering, are you like this? Are you like Zara? When you listen to a podcast or when you watch a YouTube video, are you ever tempted to increase the speed? Not when I listen to podcasts, but if I listen to an in- instructional videos, for example, math lessons, I do that a lot as a math teacher. I always listen at 1.5 or even double speed. I'm a lot like Zara as well. I'm almost almost all the time increasing the speed on everything that I watch. Even when I watch Korean content sometimes now, I, I also increase the speed and... Uh, I encourage our listeners, you know, we do have speed controls on our website and many other podcast platforms and apps have speed controls as well. Guys, play around with it a little bit. You might find that you could increase the speed on Qlips or on some of the other podcasts that you listen to. Maybe you don't have to go like double speed. You could just increase by 15% or 20%. But one thing that is really interesting about doing that is when you go back to regular speed, then sometimes it sounds really slow. And the cool thing about that is it's like, wow, this foreign language that I'm studying sounds slow all of a sudden. That's new. (laughs) So at least I have that sometimes when I watch like YouTube videos in Korean and I have the speed turned up. Then if I put the speed back to normal, it's like, wow, this is way easier to understand. So I don't know. It's something that you can play around with in your English language learning as well and see if it works for you. It's probably not for everybody, but for some people, it could be a good strategy. Okay, Cassie, let's get started with our conversation, our catch-up conversation. And we'll start with you because ladies first. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So what's new? What's going on in your life? Uh, First of all, I don't have a lot of updates because uh, I was telling you this a little bit before we started recording, but 
we call this time of the year uh, as teachers the the spring slog or i guess the winter slog i don't know it's that period of time in february and march where there's just so many tests and things happening and there's no vacation and everybody's tired and stressed out um so i haven't done a lot of fun things in the past few months but but i did do one new fun thing nice i'm gonna preface this by saying that the thing i'm gonna talk about i always told myself that i would never do it (laughs) (laughs) So my friends finally convinced me to join a D&D group. And D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played D&D myself. It's a super popular game. I have many friends who have played it. In fact, I interviewed one of my friends recently for Culips, and he's a big D&D player, so listeners can look forward to hearing that interview, and we talk just a little bit about D&D in that episode. Past Culips host Morag was also a D&D player. Really? I didn't know that. And now you, so <laughs> it's popular. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a big D&D player, but uh, I've definitely talked about my love of board games and stories, of course, reading in the past. But I always had this stigma against D&D that it was just weird or super long and not very exciting. Okay, so that's the reason that you never wanted to do it? It's a big commitment. Big commitment. Stigma is a good word that you used there a moment ago, stigma. Stigma means like kind of a negative perception right? Mm -hmm. Like people who are not players of the game, maybe they look down or they think, oh, it's very nerdy. There's many movies, many Hollywood movies that are set in the 70s or the 80s. And you see like a group of middle school boys. They're usually always the nerdy outcast students who like can't fit in with the popular kids at school, can't find a girlfriend, those kind of students, and they just hang out in their parents' garage or their parents' basement, and they play D&D together. It's got that kind of image, I think, from the past. Is that the main reason why you didn't want to do it, or just the time commitment? I think it was a little bit of both, because usually D&D campaigns, what they're called, is you have to join this and you make your character and you start at level one and each session is usually, it's a set time, but it's usually three or four hours. And I don't know, I just couldn't imagine playing this character for three or four hours at a time. (laughs) It was still very difficult the first two times, I'm not going to lie, but it's getting better. (laughs) But yeah, when you stop to think about it, it does seem like it's up your alley. Like you enjoy stories, you enjoy fantasy, you Mm -hmm. enjoy games. So that's kind of all of those things mixed together, except for the big time commitment, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Even the longest board game I usually play is a maximum of two hours, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of my limit. So the three or four hours still is daunting for me, but I really love hearing about the lore of the world that we're in right now. It's me and four colleagues, actually. We play after school Mm -hmm. once every two weeks. So that's another great thing. This is not an every week commitment. And some 
times we even say, hey, guys, we're really tired. Let's push it back one more week. And I love how flexible that is because if everybody was so rigid about it, I would feel stressed rather than excited to to go meet them and do this activity together. Yeah, it's nice that you're all in the same boat. You're all teachers. And as you were saying earlier, it's a slog right now, this time of the year. And I love that word that you used, <laughs> slog. It's fun to say. And it's one of those words that the sounds kind of, at least to me, I don't know if you feel this way, but the sound of the word is a good representation of the meaning of the word. Like you say it very slowly, right? It's a slog. And I don't know, could you explain what that word means to our listeners? Because I think it'll be a new one to some of them. Yeah, if you say something's a slog, it just means it's really long and exhausting. I think of slog reminds me of swamp. And I just imagine trying to walk through a swamp, which you know, your feet getting stuck in the mud and being so tired and frustrated that that's what a slog feels like. Yeah, that's exactly the same image that I have in my mind is like a long journey through mud. Mm -hmm. And, you know, each time you pick up your feet out of the mud, they make that slog sound. So, <laughs> so that's good that all of the players in your D&D &D group are teachers so that, uh, you know, if you're busy or tired, you can postpone it for a little while. But how's it been going? Have you been totally convinced? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay. <laughs> but I would say I'm enjoying it. The teachers that I play with, two of them are close coworker friends, but the other three I don't hang out with really outside of school or, and I don't see them usually, like they're in different departments. And it's really cool seeing their personalities outside of work and just getting their kind of weird, goofy side is really fun to watch. We play at this cafe, and another thing I look forward to besides D&D &D, is that this cafe has some amazing food. Really? Yeah, so we'll go after school, long day of school, and uh, we'll go play, but we'll also order dinner. And my favorite is this Japanese-style curry. It's to die for, Andrew. Nice. So you can eat and play at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's got to make playing the game during those long hours a lot easier. Yeah, it's nice. You can have a milkshake, you could have dinner, munch on snacks. It's really nice. So I've never played D&D &D, and I've tried to get to the bottom of it before, but I still don't really understand it. Is it mostly just telling a story? Are you competing against each other? Is there an end to the game? Is there a goal? Is there a winner? Like, what exactly do you do? Honestly, I don't know all the details, um, but I know <laughs> you all start at level one, and which means you have limited items and abilities. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the master, the game master, he has a book and an overarching storyline that he would like you guys to progress through, but you can make your own decisions. So as you play, you can decide where you want to go, who you want to talk to, and the master will create characters and scenarios based on what you choose. And then wherever you stop at the end of that day's session, then he will take that info and then, you know, think of ideas for the next session. I think being a game master is so difficult. 
Yeah, I was going to say that that person that has that role, they're called the master, right? Like the dungeon master. Is, is that what you call them? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what about your character? What character are you playing? My character's name is Nisha. I don't know all the lingo. Sorry, guys, if you're big D&D fans. Um, she's like a fairy elf ranger person and so she has a long bow and i just got a hand crossbow too very exciting and (laughs) i also have a uh, like a little animal companion that can also help you on your journey okay mine is a wolf yeah my character is supposed to be kind of like standoffish and mysterious and she just likes to fight and not talk that much That's a great adjective that you just use there for describing somebody's personality. Standoffish. Standoffish. What does that mean if somebody is standoffish? It means they don't really like to show their emotions. They like to just step back and they kind of come off as a little rude. Yeah. Sometimes they can be shy and it just comes across as rude or... You know, a standoffish person is not really outgoing, not very bubbly, right? Yeah. Sometimes just sticking to themselves, but it has a negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. You could say somebody is shy and it just means like they don't really like interacting with people too much maybe. But if you're standoffish, you're kind of shy and not interacting with people, but in a kind of negative or rude way. Mm-hmm. Well, best of luck to you and your friends in your D&D campaign. Keep us updated about how it goes. We are in level three now, or four. We might be level four. I forget. We recently upgraded. So uh, yeah, we're, we're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of upgrading, Cassie, maybe this is time where I can jump into my big news. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited uh, about this. I think I've told the listeners of Qloops about this before. And probably I've talked to you a little bit about this, Cassie. But ever since I got married, my dream once I moved in with my wife for our house, or my dream for our house was to have a stereo. You know, I used to be a musician. I played in bands. I played music all the time back in Canada. But I've kind of retired from that since I've come to Korea. I did bring my guitar with me uh, occasionally, like once a year or twice a year. I'll go to a practice room and I'll play some music. I also play drums. So sometimes I'll you know, rent a practice room and play drums for an hour. I'll do something like that. My wife's a piano player, so we do have a piano in the home. And sometimes when she plays, when she's finished, I'll kind of jump on the piano and fool around. I took piano lessons when I was younger. I'm not much of a pianist at all by any means, but I do like just fooling around and and being creative on the piano. But that's it. Pretty much I've retired completely from music. So after getting married and moving in with my wife and realizing, accepting that, you know, I don't think I'll ever make it as a rock star and a pro musician and just kind of putting that side of my life aside, I decided instead of playing music, I'm going to spend more time enjoying music. And I've made more of an effort to listen to music, to seek out new music and to just enjoy spending time with music because it is a huge, huge source of joy in my life. And it's a really just fun and pleasurable experience to listen to people make music who can do it really, really well, way better than me (laughs) and I ever could. So after getting married, I said to my wife, 
going forward, one thing that I want to do is have a nice stereo in our home, something that we can uh, use to listen to music to. It's something that we can bond over because my wife is also a big music fan and we listen to music together a lot. In our living room here, in our home, we don't have a TV. We just have our stereo. So if we're eating dinner, we play music. If we're hanging out in the living room, we play music. It's like something that's uh, in the background of our lives most of the time. So after getting married and we moved into our old apartment, and Cassie, you remember the old apartment? Yes, I do. Yeah, you probably even remember my old stereo because I think we probably listened to some music while you were over one of the times we listen to your um record player yeah so i think probably when we got that record player that was kind of a new addition not too long after we got married and so we bought uh, a record player i won't say what brand it's by but it's by this kind of popular brand that makes a cheap version of a record player mm-hmm. and my wife at that time said we can buy this we can spend some money on a stereo <laughs> But since this is like new, we should start just with a kind of cheaper stereo. So we bought, I always called it a toy. I said, (laughs) this is not a really serious stereo. This is just a toy. But actually, you know what? It sounded pretty good and it did a good job. But after moving out of that apartment and Culips listeners will know that my wife and I moved into a house about six months ago. And so finally I said, okay, It's time to upgrade from our toy to a real stereo. And I talked about it with my wife and she said, okay, yeah, I can see now after two years of you playing with this toy stereo, (laughs) you're (laughs) actually into this hobby. We call it hi-fi, hi-fi stereo, high fidelity, high quality. And you're not just going to, you know, spend some money and then give up on it. You know, so many people get into hobbies and they want to go really hard right from the get-go, right? Mm -hmm. They want to buy the highest, best quality equipment right from the start. And then, yeah, they give up after a few months and then it's a waste of money. Great for secondhand buyers though. We get the coolest stuff sometimes because, you know, (laughs) like you just said, people buy it and then don't use it. (laughs) That's true. And actually, that's a nice segue because my wife gave me a budget for the Mm -hmm. stereo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she didn't give me, you know, it's funny that my wife gave me the budget. because (laughs) It's not like it's all her money, but we negotiated. She said, okay, you can spend up to this amount of money. And I said, okay, I can I can deal with that. And it's funny, I mentioned this on Q-Loops before as well, but I met one of my old Korean teachers and he's really a huge audiophile. Audiophile means someone who's really, really into listening to high quality music. So he knows all about speakers and sound systems, CD players, LP players, everything. And so I talked to him and I said, I'm putting together the stereo for my home. I need to buy a record player, an amplifier, and some speakers. Those are the three pieces that I needed to buy. And he said, okay, what's your budget? And I told him, and he just laughed. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's way too low. Like you can't, he's like, you can buy some stuff for that amount of money, but don't expect to have like this really high quality experience. Mm-hmm. But it, the equipment that he has is like equivalent to, you know, buying a car. Wow. He could probably 
buy a brand new car for the same price as the speakers that he has. So obviously I'm not um, quite at that level. Yeah, I'm not at that level yet and probably never. But yeah, my wife gave me a budget and I wanted to go secondhand because I love vintage things. And especially with stereo equipment, vintage is really good. It's a really good option. You can find really well-made pieces from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s that still function really well, that still have a great sound. They're also very aesthetically pleasing in my opinion like i love the look of old stereo equipment i love the buttons and the notches on them you know they're not made of plastic when you flip the switch or turn the knob it's really satisfying like it's got some weight to it ah uh, yeah i know what you mean yeah so i wanted to go vintage and i've, I've talked about this also on culips sorry this is like a recap episode <laughs> for for hardcore listeners, they'll already know these stories, but I bought uh, a record player a long time ago. I bought it maybe in the summertime. Mm -hmm. um, I bought that on Carrot Market. Uh, Cassie, you probably know Carrot Market, the used app that we use here in Korea for buying and selling used things. So I bought the record player and then about maybe two or three months ago, I bought an amplifier also used off carrot market again mm -hmm. and this whole time like i've been just scouring the used apps every day i have all these alerts set up for what i'm looking for so can you type keywords and if those key phrase words or phrases pop up on the app it'll send you a notification exactly exactly ah, okay so i typed in the brands that i wanted to buy yeah all these different keywords and so it was actually kind of driving me crazy because I'm getting so many pop-ups all the time just from the buy and sell apps. And usually I have all of the app pop-ups and notifications on my phone blocked because I get a lot of email because of Qlips and a lot of notifications and stuff. And if I don't have them turned off, it's just impossible to use my phone. Via constant ringing in your ears. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's crazy. So... I usually have them all turned off, but for these apps, I left them on and it was getting to be too much. Like I just kept getting notification, notification. And I also found that I was spending a lot of my free time reading about stereo equipment on Reddit and on YouTube. And I was like, I just got to make a decision and put this stereo together ASAP so I can just enjoy it and stop wasting time learning about different pieces of equipment. So the last piece that I had to buy were the speakers. And I did so much research about the speakers, listening to different kinds, debating, should I go new speaker or vintage speaker and blah, blah, blah. And finally, like I said, I just hit this limit where I was like, I got to put this behind me. I'm wasting too much time. This is stupid. <laughs> More time listening to music, less time reading about it. And so finally, the speakers that I wanted they went on sale. They actually dropped by about 200,000 won. In a store or on Carrot Market? In a store. So I went vintage for the record player and I went vintage for the amplifier, but I bought new speakers, which mm. my audiophile Korean teacher friend told me never to do. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> don't buy new speakers, buy used speakers. But You're breaking all the rules, Andrew. 
Yeah, we just have a small house, and a lot of the used speakers are too big.、Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I needed smaller bookshelf speakers, and I looked for a long time to try and find speakers, vintage speakers, in the size that I needed, and I just couldn't find it. So I went new. And they arrived this afternoon, Cassie. So congratulations! Yeah, they're sitting in a box、uh, at my front door. I haven't opened them. I haven't done the unboxing, and I haven't set them up yet. You must be like shaking in your seat, waiting to go open it, and you know, get out the. What else did you have? The amp and the record players.、So、you can put it all together finally. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really excited. And that's going to be my plan for as soon as we're done here. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> my wife is also working from home right now, and she's doing a lot of meetings. So、mm. you know, it makes it a little bit easier knowing that I, I can't listen to them anyway. So I'm happy to record here with you, Cassie. But maybe if my wife wasn't working, maybe just maybe I would have postponed this Culips episode. I don't know, but.、Yeah. Well, I can't wait to the next time I come visit、uh, to one see your new house and two get to hear this whole new speaker system. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a listening party, and、mm-hmm. uh, if I can get a nice picture, I'll put a picture on our Instagram because I think this is one of those things. A lot of my hobbies are niche hobbies,、mm-hmm. and if you're into music and you're an audiophile, you'll probably like seeing a picture of my audio setup and my stereo. Also, with my other hobby, running. If you're a runner, you probably like listening to me talk about running. But if you're not into these things, they're not so exciting. But for the audiophile listeners that we have out there, I'll put、uh, an image of my stereo on Instagram so you can check it out and see what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's the big update from my neck of the woods here for today, Cassie. Well, everyone, I think probably this is a good time to wrap this episode up. We went a little bit long here, Cassie, but it was a good conversation and a good catch up as always.、Mm-hmm. And listeners, now we want to throw things over to you. We want to know what you have to say about this episode. Maybe you have some experience playing D and D yourself. Maybe you're into listening to music as well. Who knows? You could let us know what you think about what we talked about here, and you could also share with Cassie and with me and our entire Cubes community what's new with you, because we want to hear about what's new in your life as well. We want to catch up with our listeners as well, and the best place to do that is on our Discord server. So once again, it's free to join. We have、uh, just an awesome time over on our Discord. I'm on there every day. Alina, our Discord moderator, is on there every day. Some of our other hosts and staff are on there occasionally. Cassie's on there. No, was never. <laughs> <laughs> We need to twist Cassie's arm into getting onto the Discord a little bit more, but、uh, hopefully she'll make an appearance sometime soon. And anyways, we have fun over there, everyone. So the link to join the Discord is in the description for this episode, and we are waiting to hear from you. So, Cassie, that'll bring us to the end. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. See ya.